It is coffee time with me and the one and only John Romick. Hello. <laughs> ASMR. Have you seen those videos? No. Hello. You actually Hello. told me. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> it's like, The ASMR is weird. I'm sorry. Have you ever done it, like falling asleep to it or anything? No, like that? but I have tried it. Like I'm like, I'm gonna give it one shot. One shot. And so it's like this guy had like hairbrushes. It would be like stuff. I'm like, no, this is too weird. Like, uh. so I mean, if you do ASMR, okay, yeah, more power to you. you. More power to you. Yeah. But not, nah, not to me. Anyway, help! So good, it's so good to be here. So good to be back. It's good to have you back. Yes, we are in this series, coffee series. There we go. Like twelve rules, thirteen rules, I guess. Yeah, but of. we're not talking about that one because yeah. it's love the Lord your God yeah. with all your. That's the golden light. rule. The golden rule. Yes. Golden rule. Yeah. King. Yes. <laughs> we should do that more. We should. Push in more. Yes. Yes. And add more work to the creative team. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, and now, <laughs> and here, and there. It's so exciting. It's, it's all snowing. <laughs> it's all around me. Filter, filter, filter. <laughs> do your and magic. I expect <laughs> this. <laughs> Yes, now we can add to it. Uh, so, but out of this, it's just 12 rules that we came up with. Um, I read a book uh, called 12 Rules, and I thought if I had to give my kids rules to live by, um, what would those rules be? And just kind of spent some time meditating on that. Now we're on point number six, which is... No, point number nine. Point number nine? Is it? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Point number six. <laughs> I <was> a... <laughs> yeah, we skipped a few you there. Made, you made me sweat. I'm like, I did not prepare. No, I did prepare. Point number six, which is take responsibility for your life. Stop blaming everyone else. Stop blaming everything else. Stop blaming why it's disempowering control what you can control and i love this point your response matters more than what happened to you um i grew up in a household where basically it was constantly communicated that you can be a victim or a victor but you can't be both uh and in life you know my my, my parents tell me this all the time you're gonna have bad stuff happen to you People are going to treat you bad. Life's not always going to work out fair. But my, my father would, would pull out, you know, I actually talked about this yesterday in staff prayer, would pull out the book of Revelations and show us there in Revelations that he who overcomes inherits all things. And that God is, is trying to get us over into this place where we are overcomers, that we're not complaining about Goliath, we are yeah. facing it. We're not complaining about there's walled cities and giants. We're marching around them and we're shouting at them. We're not complaining about a wilderness. We are speaking to rocks and letting water come out of it. We're victors and we are not victims. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just, I resonate with this point so strongly. So I know if I get going, I could just take the whole thing. So I don't want to do that. Uh, no, by all means, <laughs> please. I mean, but what are your thoughts when you hear that? Of like your response matters more than what happened to you. Stop being a victim take responsibility so there's a reason why i chose this point like so the for those that don't know pat sir told me like choose four and we'll do these uh, so i chose that one because that one's one i've had to grow into so it, 
I, whether it's my personality, I don't know what it is, but I've always been slightly dramatic. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, slightly. I mean, when I was a kid, like, I, there'd be points where I'm walking, I'm like, I'm so tired, my legs don't work. And like, I'd make my parents carry me. And my dad, obviously, my dad's like, a lot like your dad. He was like, no, I mean, you can yeah. walk, you can do all things. Like, I mean, go, yeah. we're leaving you by. So, like, supernaturally get my strength back. But it, it's been something that I've had to uh, deal with in my life of like fighting that inner voice of like wanting to whine and just wanting to be the victim. And then realizing that it is through suffering, through trials, through that, that we do grow yep. and that it's not just automatic. Uh, speaking of, we spoke about John Maxwell last time, but he says something is growth is not automatic. Yep. It's not something that just happens. You have to be intentional with it. And a lot of what I've seen in, in growth in my life has come through adversity yep. and has come through those moments where I've actually asked God and I've gone to him. And I'm like, God, you could snap your fingers. Why aren't you snapping your fingers? And I think it has to do with this. It's, it's so that we can control what we can control. And then uh, working on our response yep. and working on growing through problems and not just trying to get out of them. And so there's a whole, I mean, anyway, you, you can t take it back to, the, to Revelation <laughs> no, 3. You, Revelations, <laughs> Revelations 3.20 says that he overcomes. <laughs> so we, I, I think a beautiful chapter for you to read would be Deuteronomy chapter 8, where God is basically telling the children of Israel why I took you through the wilderness instead of around. Around it. Hmm. Um, and if you're walking through something that you feel like, why is this happening? And why isn't God snapping his fingers? Read Deuteronomy chapter 8. Who we're becoming matters more than what we're obtaining. Yeah. And to become people who are forgivers, become people who are patient, become people who are strong, become people who, like Joshua, before you go into the promised land, very courageous. Uh, to become people who are kind, to become people who are disciplined, to become people who are self-controlled. Um, we have to come and begin taking responsibility for our lives. And like for you, I immediately saw when my father passed away, uh, like literally two weeks before he passed away, he's sitting me down. He's like, Joel, at some point in life, you're going to have to be an overcomer. Um, and I don't know what you're going to have to overcome. I'm not going to, I don't know exactly what unfair things going to happen to you. Who's going to let you down? What in life is going to let you down? He who overcomes inherits all things. You're going to have to be an overcomer. And then he's dead. Like my father passes away and I'm literally taking his job and pastoring a church while also navigating all these things. And Half the church leaves, more than half of the church uh, leaves, and because I was 19, so fully understand that, by <laughs> the way. If you were one of those, I get it. Uh, so uh, He's not 19 anymore, though. <laughs> come, so back. come back. <laughs> uh, so, but, but out of that, I had so many opportunities, and maybe you're here right now, to feel sorry for myself. Hmm. And you know what? No one would have blamed me. Why are you sad? My dad died. Why are you drinking? My dad died. Why are you having a bad attitude? My dad died. Why are you angry punching a wall? My dad died. And I could keep using this excuse. Uh, why are you not being uh, the father you, you know you should be? My dad died. Yeah. Uh, why are you unhappy? Half my church left. Why are you acting so sad? My dad died and half the church left. 
like we could constantly use life events to justify bad attitudes, bad actions, bad decisions, why we're undisciplined with money, why we're undisciplined with our emotions, why we're undisciplined with our diet. And we keep using these things in life. And the danger to that is, and it's part of the rule, it's disempowering. Yeah. I'm giving my father dying more power every time I use it as the excuse. I'm giving that event more power in my life, and then I'm wondering, why am I not healing from it? I, I heard a minister say this years ago, and I thought, golly, it's so, it's so simple but so good. If you use it, you will never lose it. And if you use this as the reason why the pain of this happening is the reason why I'm not forgiving and the reason why I'm not happy and the reason why uh, I'm, I'm doing whatever, the more I use it, the stronger hold it has on me, I will never lose that. At some point, I've got to be like, you know what? Yeah, my dad died, mm -hmm. but I have a heavenly father, and I have friends who love me, and my mom's still alive, and I've got something to live for, and I've got a God who loves me. So I'm going to get over it. I'm going to be an overcomer. I'm going to get over it. I'm, I'm going to see, like, I could be so thankful. I, I had a father. Mm -hmm. I had a father who loved me. How many people out there uh, never had a dad? True. Uh, uh, like, or the life lessons that come with yes, it. Yes, or knowing, like, someone who would sit you down two weeks before they die and be like, Joel, at some point in life, you're going to have to overcome something and teaching me those lessons. And I came to that place where I said, you know what? I'm never going to use these things as a continual excuse um, to live the life, back to point number one, that I know God has called me to. And to, to get to that place, I've got to overcome all these things and walk towards it. Uh, I remember uh, when I left for the States, uh, my dad told me something. And <clears throat> if, I, I mean, depending on how you see it, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, what a jerk. But it, because what he told me was like, John, remember that there is a God and I'm not him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and so I'm like, at the beginning, I'm like, all right, like, jerk. You know, it's like you're just basically like you know, going the pilot route. Uh, but uh, what I noticed and specifically with my dad, you know, and seeing how like dramatic I was and everything, like he knew that I needed to like go and battle and go and grow through these problems and you know, kind of like give or, or find power in God and actually disempower, you know, my complaining and everything. Because I don't know if it's just me or if it's humanity in general, but it's very easy to just be like, oh, this is the worst. And I remember when 2020 happened, I had to work at Amazon. I would come back and put my fingers on ice. <laughs> And listen, like I'm a musician, oh, so my hands are, and I play the saxophone. So it's not like I play the drums. Do the you though? Do you play the sax? I played it. We want to hear you. That word of life. So like my fingers, and so like I'm looking at my wife because everything hurts, and like I'm crying a little bit. And my wife comes to me, and what she does is she like infuses me with vision mm. uh, of like what is happening and showing me like this is this is temporary. And even if it wasn't temporary, there's still more. So there's still more that can happen, and God can still use us through this moment. And I needed that vision because I, I was just like I was just seeing my fingers all like chubby because of all the boxes. And I'm like, this is the world. I wasn't made for this life. Uh, and it is like it's, it is funny. Like when I think about it, which is why I chose this because I wanted to blame everything. I wanted to blame COVID. I wanted to blame my dad for acting like you know there is a God and I'm not him. I wanted to blame everyone and like my pain. I wanted to blame my pain. And then she came in and just gave me vision. It's like, no, there's more. There, there is more to what you are living, seeing, 
And then we, we read, and I, I wrote it down, Romans 5, where it says that rejoice in the sufferings because it, sufferings produce endurance, which produce character, which produce hope. And when you have hope, you will not be ashamed. Yeah. Uh, and, and that stuck to me, you know, being infused with vision and recognizing like th- th- this is always temporary compared to what God has. Yeah. And, what, and because of who God wants you to be, we go through these things so that we might grow through these things. No, that's so good. And and like even that Paul mentality, and I, I want to preach a message on this sometime just called enter into the press. Yeah. And he said, I forget those things that are behind mm-hmm. me. And I press towards those things that are out in yeah. front of me. The woman with the issue of blood pressed yeah. through the crowd. She got over that victim and, mm-hmm. and victimhood. She could have sat in that house all day long. I spent all my money, nothing better, rather grew worse. No one cares. No one visits. But when she heard that, you know, there is a chance for me to be healed and for me to come out of this state, she got over it. And she overcame the crowd and she overcame her weakness and she touched the hem of Jesus's garment because she pressed. God didn't come bang down the door. Jesus didn't come and knock on it and be like, I've come to heal you. She took a miracle because she stopped being a victim and she made a decision to go after the Mm -hmm. life that she knew God wanted for her. And I think for each one of us, if we're going to be all that God has called us to be, we've got to drop the victimhood. Mm-hmm. I, I got to stop blaming people and events for my bad actions. I've got to take responsibility. And we talked about this the other day in prayer, but I think it's interesting that when you see, like in Genesis, the world kind of shrunk down to like four people on the yeah. earth. You've got God, Satan, Adam, <laughs> and Eve. As soon as something bad happens in Adam's life, he's like, it's the woman you gave me. And so he took it two <laughs> out of the four, no responsibility. Uh, and then Eve's like, okay, she, he took two. It's the yeah. snake. <laughs> it's the snake is the reason like, why. And then the snake is like, I don't have anyone else. <laughs> Can't even point anymore. But no one is like, you know what? I had a choice. Mm -hmm. And I could have not listened to that. And I could have not eaten that. And I and I think it shows us from the beginning of mankind and sin's fall what it does of like, it's not my fault I'm unhappy. This happened. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not my fault I'm mad. You'd be mad too. It's not my fault uh, that I've got this habit or I've got this thing. It's like, it's because of blank. And as soon as I do that, I disempower myself. I give that all the power. And God is like, take the power back. Exactly. Uh, and know that through me, we can overcome anything that happened to you from something that didn't work out, from COVID to a father passing away to uh, an issue that you've had for 12 years, whatever it may be. Like through Christ, you can be uh, whole, yeah. uh, but you have to enter into that press and leave the victimhood in the house. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a quote that I wrote down that says, a man can fail many times, but he isn't a failure until he begins to blame somebody else. And Wait, say that again. A man can fail many times, but he isn't a failure until he begins to blame somebody else. Mm. I think that I find that true, that sometimes we think that because we failed or because... Uh, our our purpose has failed in the sense of like we haven't acquired it yet. We think that we are failures, but in, in Christ we're, we can still overcome. There's always that possibility, and there's always that path that has been paved into everything that God has for us. But it is when we start to blame that we get off of that path. Yeah, I think that's why God always wants us to stay in the path and stay in the press. You know, stay in those moments because even through pressing, like speaking of press, yesterday we recorded a thing for Easter. 
Uh, and like even the whole press, I remember going to Israel and they were telling us that when Jesus was pressed in Gethsemane, three oils come out of an olive. There's one to light up, there's one to feed, and then there's one for ointments. Mm. And that's what Jesus was, is when he was pressed, come for, on. Uh, that he became the light, he became the way, he became our healing, he became our provision. Just and so, preach, preach next Easter. No, 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 no. <laughs> I will not be preaching next Easter. But it, it's just good things also come out of pressing. You don't know what you're made out of until like you, you, you're being pressed. But you have to get in. And, yep. you, know, you have to like kind of like lean into the press. Yeah. And, and but if you are blaming someone else, that's why you become a failure because you, you're not going to be pressed anymore. You're getting out of where you should be. And so I, I think that's very powerful of like, even from Adam and Eve, what you said, you know, they're blaming, they're getting off the path yep. and then it takes And it made it so years. much harder. Exactly. I, I, I never, I, like, I heard somebody say this years ago, and I do wonder if it's true, if Adam was like, you know what? I made a bad decision and forgive me. Yeah. I, I should not have done that. What would have happened? Give, yeah. What would have happened if he would have just mm -hmm. been like, you know, uh, let me learn from this. Help me. Give mm -hmm. me grace to change and take my family in a different direction. How different life would have been. It's like, it's her fault and your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm out. Like, literally clocking <laughs> That's out. That's right. Just... That's right. Uh, so, let's stop giving away our power. Mm -hmm. uh, let's stop giving events and people our power. You're the reason I'm mad. This is the reason why I'm upset. This is the reason why, you know, because the reality is, and I know this is hard and this is so hard to say, but the reality is, is every single one of us could be a victim if we wanted to. There's not a person on earth who has not had something be unfair or someone who has been unkind, absent, or hurtful. It's a matter of how we respond to what happens to us and make a decision to say, I'm going to fight on. I'm not going to give these things power. I'm going to walk in the power God has given me, and I will overcome whatever is in my path and leave the excuses behind. Hmm. That's so good. Amen. Um, one last story just to finish. No, go for it. So my middle brother, Danny, he was, I forget, he was like three, four. Simba. Uh, <laughs> Simba, yes, the chosen. Oh, yeah. that, that one. So. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. I think we should just end it yes, there. That's true. <laughs> Tag him. Yes. So we Simba. were... So, <laughs> So we were in the. I just can't wait yes. to be king. Put the lyrics. Yeah. We were. <laughs> we we were in a zoo in Colombia, and he I forget what he was complaining about, but he was just complaining, and he started screaming hard, hard screaming, just like all out red, everything. And it was we always remember this day because all of a sudden, like we were we were where all the monkeys were. All of a sudden, the monkey started like coming to the cages, like to where we were, started going, ah! like screaming with him. And it was surreal because it's like all the monkeys are screaming right now. And Danny just like stood quiet because he's like, oh my gosh, like I'm not the only one screaming. And I, I do think that like a, a voice of the victim does attract. No, them. man. Like, it, it it's the same thing things. in boxing. You get a cut, guess what they're aiming for? The They're aiming side. for your weakness. Yeah. And when you show weakness to the enemy, that's the that's the that's one area he will hit over and over and over again. Yeah. So I've heard it said before, you know, ch change the tone of your voice from a victim to a victor, you yeah. know, add faith to it, you know, add vision to it. Because, yeah. I mean, you, you usually attract, you know, what you're that's complaining right. about as well.
Yeah, that's so, good. Anyway, I just remember this. That's good. I like it. <laughs> I would like color here. Yes, yes. please. <laughs> Should I pick you up? <laughs> oh, man. You ready for a dare? I am ready today. Let's do it.